Hey there, everyone. So before we jump into this episode, just a quick note on this one specifically. So at the end of the episode, you're going to hear Brandon speak about his incredible, incredible event that he puts on called Rise and Record. Well, unfortunately, he talks about it, but we are one week too late for you to attend. But that doesn't mean you can't connect with him. So please take the opportunity to visit the links in the show notes and track him down because he does amazing, amazing things. So here we go. We are jumping in with Brandon T. Adams. Let's go. Ever found yourself teetering on the edge of throwing in the towel? You know, asking yourself questions like, is this supposed to be this hard? Or is it even possible to succeed at this entrepreneur thing? (sighs) I completely get it because I built my successful businesses while juggling major health issues for my children and myself, debt piling up to my eyeballs and so much more. Want to know how the hell I succeeded and how you can too? Tune in to find out. Here we go. entrepreneur and welcome to today's show. I am joined by Brandon T. Adams, who is a two-time, two-time Emmy award-winning producer, TV host, media expert, investor, and advisor. He's also the founder of Accelerant Media Group, and he's best known for his work as the host and executive producer of the Emmy award-winning show, Success in Your City, which this show is on a mission to redefine the meaning of success, which I'm really excited to talk about because I'm always a big fan of that conversation and that topic. Um, And it's also, you know, it was released on Amazon Prime in 2019, but then it's releasing again this fall, folks. So you need to pay attention because it's coming on Bestoke TV and Direct TV. And it also has an accompanying book because, you know, that wasn't enough. Brandon, right? So he's got a number one best-selling book, The Road to Success, How to Achieve Success, Business, Life, and Love, which he wrote with his wife. And he's got a great signature event, it sounds like, called Rise and Record, which I'm excited to learn more about. So Brandon, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I wish everybody had that great of intro for me going on a show. Kudos to you. Great start. I'm glad to be yeah, here, Michelle. I always, you know, I always want to say as much as I can. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to drone on like and read the whole thing. I'm like, but people do cool shit. So like, I want to I say it. it, right? I like it. It's yeah. how you say it, though. It's how you say it. Some people could read it off like a paragraph and it's like they read a book. But no, you yeah. did it with emphasis. Yeah, thank you. That is my, th- I have a theater degree. So that's where that comes into play. I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> but anyways, so let's jump in. Give us the background on your entrepreneurial journey. You know, any adversity in there is always a good thing to talk about here. But we want to hear all the good stuff. Yeah, so I'll give you the quick foundational like side of where it began. So then you can kind of see how I even got into this TV producing uh, so I, I grew up in Iowa. Uh, I, I grew up selling ice for a living. So my dad had an ice business. We sold packaged ice for a living. And so born in 89, my dad started the ice business in 86. I would say like as soon as I was born, <laughs> I was like holding a bag of ice and working with my dad. Yeah. In the summers, it was the busiest time for us. My friends played baseball. I worked in the ice business. And so I did that. And, and really that taught me entrepreneurship and and sales and customer service and all that stuff. But also I got to see my father as a kid, think about three, five years old, 10 years old, 15 years old. I got to see my dad building the business and I saw the ups and downs. I mean, it wasn't all great. Like from when they were struggle with cash flow, with money issues, the bank, you name it. 
And so I really got to see what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And so go to college, fast forward. I use my entrepreneur skills in other ways. I sold moonshine to my friends in the nice. dorm rooms. Yeah. Um, and job. so made a little money there while almost failing out of school. I got a 1.68 GPA my freshman year. And so that was like my crazy journey in my, let's say, adulthood. I was 18, 19 years old where my life changed. And it's important I share this because it really changed. Like, I swear, looking at my life before then to now, it's a completely different mindset. Because back then, I was in a thought of small business, small, like entrepreneur minded in terms of, I can't really become a, build up a huge business, become an icon. I was going to be in the ice business for the rest of my life. I read the book called Think and Go Rich. That's where my line in the sand went, the difference. And so for anybody who hasn't read it, go read it. Yes. But what I took away is they can go rich is full of stories of people that have built our country. And, and some examples are Andrew Carnegie in the steel industry, Henry, Henry Ford, who created the automobile. You look at Thomas Edison, the light bulb, all these different people. And so there's stories of what they did to achieve success. And there's principles, 13 principles. There are actually, there's extra principles, but they're principles to find success, not just money-wise, but fulfillment, love, whatever you want. And so when I read that book in my dorm room, I realized it didn't matter that I'm from a small town. It didn't matter. I had a 1.68 GPA. What mattered is if I really wanted something in life, no matter what it was, whether my goal was to make X amount of dollars to achieve this certain goal in my life personally, if I focused on it, if I put a sound plan together, but also very importantly, if I surrounded myself with the right people yep. and never gave up, I would eventually achieve it. And so that really stuck with me. And so I share that because it, my first idea that I went towards in that mindset yeah. was an invention called Arctic Stick, which was a way to make more money in the ice business. And so while pursuing that endeavor, I learned public speaking, pitching, fundraising. And so that led me to crowdfunding, which is I went on kickstarter.com. I, I raised some money. I realized there was a need in the market to become yeah. an expert in that space. And so what happened is I became a crowdfunding expert and then I got into TV and, and kind of the rest was history. But that was the foundation for me is really just thinking differently. Yeah. And I think some people just need a wake up call in terms of how they think, because sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. when you're in a small town, you don't know what's beyond the small town until you leave the small town. Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I'm, I swear to God, Think and Grow Rich should be like mandatory reading for every senior in high school somewhere, right? Like I'm going to give it to like my nephew. I'm going to give it to everybody because you're right. Like if you are living in one mindset and you won't, you, you know, your parents sounds like they did great, but they yeah. only knew what they knew, right? They only so knew what they knew. Yeah. You don't know outside of that scope. And the only way you do that is by reading, you know, taking it in and then crowdfunding and crowdsourcing, man, good good job picking that topic because there was definitely a need for that. I remember when it was blowing up and I think the timeline yeah. coincides. So, you know, what did you find was most challenging when it came to funding in that model? So it, it was, it really leads into how I got into video production. Okay. So crowdfunding, there's a couple of things. One, people expect the money to come easier than what it'll, yes, it will be. It's yeah. a lot harder to raise money. But also it comes down to telling a great story and having a compelling offer. And so communicating a story effectively 
through your messaging and more importantly, through a video that you create. So what I learned is doing these different campaigns, if you created a very powerful video that told the story of what you're doing, why you're doing it, why people should get involved and how they can get involved and then the call to action. We created that. And where I did my first big campaign is I helped a guy named John Lee Dumas raise, it was $453,000 in 33 days for his book, The Freedom Journal. And so we raised a lot of money, but I looked at, okay, what, what made it so powerful? It was the story that was told through the video we created and how that was communicated through digital marketing, through ads, through his podcast show. And so once I realized that I started doing more crowdfunding campaigns, but I started focusing more on the video production. Meanwhile, while this was all happening, I was actually obsessed with theater degree like me I was getting in front of the camera I was doing yeah. commercials I was trying some acting I was I was doing different things to become a personality in front of the camera which allowed me to even be a part of some of these videos that we created for crowdfunding and then once I realized okay I know how to raise money I started raising money for my own endeavors and then I started raising money for my own tv shows and projects and so uh to answer your question it's people lack the ability to communicate a message and story because most people don't get it. They come across it. Why should I give this person money? Well, if you can draw emotion with them yes. and you can have a compelling like story to get them in part of something, they will give you money. I will give you money. And then if you can do it on a higher level and scale that story, you can generate a lot of, of money and opportunity for your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's something that I think I learned because exactly the theater degree. Number yeah. one, theater, the number one thing that the theater does is evoke emotion period. Good, bad, ugly, whatever it may be, but that's what we were always told. So what happens now is I see a lot of startups. I work with a lot of like tech startups and things like that. And what happens is they're, they're amazing at their fucking products. It's a blows your mind, but they can't, when they pitch, they can't tell the story. So there's no like one-on-one human connection happening. And I think that's something people miss the boat on. And I think they overcomplicate it sometimes as well. Would you agree with that? They overcomplicate it. They think too much about it. I mean, I look at any powerful speaker, any person that's raising money, which I, I still do road shows. I, nice. I'm raising mil- millions of dollars for different companies. The thing that catches my eye, even when I'm investing or getting part of something, or if I'm communicating is being able to tell a real compelling story. Yeah. And even more importantly, sometimes it's telling your own story yes. because people buy from people. Mm-hmm. And when you can share a story behind something like people listening right now, you're probably not going to forget that I'm a guy that had a, was in the ice business. And right. so it's it like, sticks. It sticks. what? Ice business yeah. to Emmys? And so it's being able to communicate your story effectively and just really telling a story. The best story is if you think about if you're around a campfire and you're having a conversation with somebody next to you, you're talking to them and you're sharing stories, you're having a good time and that's memorable. It's no different, but it's in a video or it's in like a a public setting or a podcast show. How can you communicate that story effectively where they can visually like in their mind, see it as you're communicating that. And if they can see it and get it, understand it and be compelled by that story, you're going to get them hooked, which means they're going to listen more. And then they're going to be more likely to get, once you get to the part of, Hey, will you invest in this company or will you buy or whatever it is, they're going to be more likely to buy people buy with emotion. People buy with knowing and, and that they like and trust this person. And so that's that's really what it comes down to. Master your story and, and telling it authentically and real yes. and not being some 
fake person up there like a robot. Yeah. I mean, I see that a lot sometimes in entrepreneurs too. And it's one thing that I, you know, I've constantly worked on myself is that not having that split personality, right? Like here's yeah. one person on social media and one person, here's like the view of me, the me when I'm in front of people versus the me when I'm not, right? Yeah. Rather than just integrating both of those and leveraging your whole self when it comes to storytelling and when it comes to putting yourself out there, right? Like that's where like the gold is when you can actually be kind of like live wholeheartedly, Brene Brown term, right? And fully integrated and put that yeah. out there. That's where that gold is, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love Renee Brown stuff, and she has some really powerful uh, stuff yeah, that's out there. Does. Yeah, yeah, she really does. So tell us about, let's talk about the TV show and the book. Yeah. How many different definitions of success have you run into, friend? And what's the, what are you thinking about that? Yeah, it's, you know, it's a good question. It's I'm constantly thinking about it and challenging my own thinking around success. And yeah. to sum it up very simple and what we learned, I mean, we created a book on it. So we, we create this show called Success in Your City that's all around the question, what is success? And the background before we shot this and, and going and traveling the country, it was my fiance and I, Samantha, we're, we're not married yet. And we're trying to figure out what success is before we got married. And the finale was us getting married. And so we're, we're learning from people that are homeless to billionaires, to athletes, to musicians, to all different people. And the real question is for anybody listening is ask yourself, what does success mean to you? Yes. And, and so it, this sounds very simple, but it's true. So what does success mean to you? And, and for me, success is different than what yours is or somebody else, not what other people want for you. Yeah. That's the first question. And it will change as you go further in your life. Like what success for me 10 years ago was different now. And as I get older, it'll change. And so what's success for you in that moment now, in your business, your professional life, in your personal life, maybe in your relationships, in your health and fitness, and so I'm always asking them and figuring out how can I be a success in those different areas in my life? It's different for everybody. And that's really what I took away from doing the show and, and doing everything else. And it really challenged what I even cared about anymore. Because when we went on this journey, you talked about obstacles. I mean, we created a show from nothing. We were self-funding it and getting sponsors along the way. So we had no prior distribution deal. And while doing this, writing the show, producing in front of the camera, all the, all of that also had a business to run and also had a relationship in the process. So I almost went bankrupt in the process because I put so much time and energy into this. I had other things go wrong in my business that I'm like, do I keep going? Do I throw in the towel? Is it worth it? Will people even watch this? And so it came to this come to Jesus kind of moment where it's like, okay, I'm in. We're going to figure this out and we're going to have to make it happen. And luckily I made some things happen and I didn't go under. Yeah. Um, and I kept pushing forward. And after doing the whole show and filming, we realized we need to do a book on this because this is crazy. Like, did we actually just do this? We, in, in 12 months, we filmed the show, won some Emmys, sold our house, sold 99% of our things, sold two companies and almost went bankrupt that year too. And then got married. And so this happened in 12 months, what people do in 50 years, we did in 12 yeah. months. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the lessons are probably invaluable. I mean, that book must, must contain a lot of it. And I think one of the things that I'm really, really excited to hear you say, and that I have conversations with clients with all the time is that success is different for everybody. And I think if yeah. you didn't probably take that time to step kind of outside of yourself 
in a way, in a, in a way that is not destructive, right? Because when we have social media and we have all those things out there, your definition of success can get warped to what you think is yours. Right. But it's really, you know, what you think it should look like. So how did you, how have you kind of combated that as you've moved through? Because you're in television, right? There's always kind of a, what success looks like when you're moving. Yeah, bullshit. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) So how, how have you kind of navigated that fine line? Yeah. So for me, I am like the enemy of the bullshit that you see out there. That's like, Good. there's a lot of people they'll show this pubic, like, again, it, it's great. I love money and I love achieving yeah. like monumental things. But also when you have people in front of the jets and the cars and all that, in the, it's how you do it. Some people do it in a way that perceives this value of success on social media. People see that and it gives them a different look of things. And they don't even realize some of these people, they're broke. Yeah, exactly. They're leasing, renting the car. They they aren't making any money. Some of them are, but like it's it just the reality is not what they see. And so that's the problem with social media. Social media can be for good, but social media can also tell a story that's not the real story. Right. And and what about the people that are these big YouTubers that have all these things, but then they go commit suicide because they actually are very unhappy in real life. Right. And so these are the things not everybody talks about. And so what I look at for me, how I look at things is I'm always communicating message of who I really am. And sometimes I may say things and it may not resonate with everybody because I'm just telling who I really am. Yeah. I'm being true to myself and I'm sharing the real vulnerable side of it. One thing that I do that not everybody does, I'll talk about how I most lost all the money. I talk about how yeah. everything went wrong. Because most people don't even realize what it takes to achieve something monumental in business or life. They need to know what it actually takes. And they need to ask themselves, am I willing to actually pay the price that it's going to take to achieve that? And if so, like, at what point will I know what's crossing the line of what I do or do not do? Yeah. And so for me and my messaging story and anything, you see, what I do on social media is true to myself and who I am. You're not going to see me talking about all this money I made or a car, you're just going to see me inside my life and what I do for a living and how I help people and the people I work with or anything I resonate with are people that are just really truly communicating their authentic self to the world because other people are going to connect to that. And also, by the way, other people want to work with those kind of people exactly. because it's real. It's yeah. not this fake social world that some people live in. Yeah, no, they definitely, they definitely do live in it. And I think I'm a coach over here. So it's like, I deal with that yeah. all the time, right? Like you yeah. can throw a stone and hit one of us. Right. So, and I think that there's a lot of, there's a fine line, right? There's a fine line. And if you're not consistently checking back in with yourself, making sure you haven't kind of slipped into that, making sure that you're not living for likes, you know, things like that, then you, you will end up there. It's very easy I'll, to end up there. I'll give you a great example. You know, I got to share this. This is uh, three weeks ago, my, my wife came in and we played jokes on each other and, and we'll, and she recorded me. So she walked in and she caught me off guard and I'm, I work from home and I have my own office here. And she's like, what are you doing? You're not wearing your ring today. What? No, you don't like joking around and filming it. And I'm like, the only time I take my ring off is when I go work out or if I'm pasting my hair. So I always wear it. And I'm like, what? And I, it was a real reaction. And she turned into a reel. And by the way, it's got almost 5 million views right now. Nice. And so the, the thing that's funny about it, the point being is, hey, my life hasn't changed because of that. Like I still like 5 million views. There's 
it's almost 600 comments. 99% of them are people that either think that I'm a cheater or she's a mean person. There's maybe a few of them that understand it was a joke and all these likes. And you look at your life doesn't change just because you got a like or a comment or a view. That's not going to give you the validation. Like that's not going to make you a happier person. Right. And I think a lot of people need to see that because they live their life on how many likes, how many comments, how many views. If you're looking from a business standpoint, you only need a few hundred likes. You could get 20 likes. Yeah. Yeah. You just need the right likes. Exactly. You need the right people in your world, which can help you make a lot of money, but also can make you a happier person. Yeah. I mean, because I think that's what it's this, like you said, that picture and that's what everyone wants, right? Yeah. But if you don't stop and say, well, do I actually fucking want that? Like, cause be careful what you, what you wish for. Because I know when like, when this podcast debuted and we went to number 15, my life kind of went boosh, like blew up Yeah, yeah. and a lot of people coming from a lot of different directions. And all of a sudden I was in one of those moments where I was like, wait a minute, is this even what I wanted yeah. this to do? <laughs> like, you know, so there are those moments that if you don't, think quick enough to kind of stop yourself or you don't reality check. Like you just said, half of those people could give two shits about you and won't convert anyway, because they don't care. They're not there for that. Right. So you no, have to be careful of that. None of those people are going to ever work with me. <laughs> no, no. And knowing so the difference it, between that, right? Yeah. It part of me wants to delete the video because it's annoying me all the comments and, and things that are blocking my feed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause then that's going to like topple everything else, anything else you put out for a couple of weeks. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about adversity in itself. So what do you think that you have used as a tool or as kind of a true North or whatever you want to say to kind of overcome the adversity that you've been through? Cause I hear a lot of people have like little tips and tricks that they use to, to persevere. Your, your self-talk is a big one. We, we will say things to ourselves and make things way worse than they actually are. It's, it's like the best example is you think about when you're about to jump in really cold water, yeah. you, you jump in and it's, it's a prep of before you jump in or the worst, but once you jump in, it's not that bad. And so most people are, they really build up this negativity in their mind, which sets them up for failure. So any obstacle you go through, make sure you are having a positive mindset. And a couple very specific things you can do, or I've done is in the morning, I'll wake up early and I, I exercise. Like it's whether I'm running, going to the gym, it's just me to like get all the, I call the I demons know. out, like yeah. the negative yeah. thoughts that come to my mind in the morning sometimes yep. and, and kick the shit out of them and, and exercise and I feel good. But then I'm starting my day with accomplishment already. So exercising, also the things you put in your mind. So what you listen to in, in your music, what you read, the books you read, these are all things can have a positive or negative influence on your mind. And then also being sure you're around the right people. Yeah. During some of the toughest times of my life, I actually had to stop talking to certain people because and it, it wasn't always necessarily if they were saying bad things, it was more of like, they were trying to sympathize and say, you know, like the easy way out, you can just give up. It's not that big a deal, whatever. Well, I didn't need to hear that because I didn't want that influence in my life. And right. so I would call on mentors who would say, hey, I've been through this before. You just got to keep going. And so the people you listen to and you surround yourself with will be the ones that will help you determine if you're going to get through that tough time or not. Um, so surround yourself with the right people. Make sure you consume the right stuff in your mind. You say the right things to yourself, but also how you're making yourself feel. And again, there's other ways, but meditation could be one. But for me, my drug was exercise 
because when I'm pushing myself in the gym and I'm sweating and my, it's actually proven there's a part of your brain that engages, that makes you a happier person, but also causes creativity in your brain, which for me, some of my best concepts, ideas that help save me while I'm in the gym working out, I'm putting my notes down like, oh, where did this come from yeah. after I'm doing squats or bench pressing? Um, so those are just a few of the things and, and really just keep going. You have to, you have to stay focused. And it's really hard because there would be sometimes I'd wake up and I knew that there was no money in my account. It was negative thousands of dollars. And I, I literally, I had nothing like really good going for me. Um, and so I had to put myself in this positive mindset to sell, to, to get the next puzzle piece of the puzzle fixed, to be able to keep going. And so it takes time sometimes to get out of those holes. But once you get a couple wins, it gives you that momentum and that like, aha, yes, that you can keep going. And so you just got to put yourself in this positive mindset that, hey, I'm going to figure it out. Even though in that moment, it feels like the world's piling down on you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, normalizing it, that's why I do this podcast, right? And that why we have these conversations is to normalize, you know, the failure, right? Because there are a lot of people out there who, when they fail, they think something is wrong with them. Their self-worth is connected to it. They think they're doing it wrong, you know, and they give up before they've even kind of remotely hit their stride or reach their potential. If I think of some of the people that I know that have kind of prematurely given up, I just, it makes me sad because they could have brought some really amazing things to the world. But, and I really like the fact that you're saying, you know, those, those ideas come to your head in those Dell moments, it's the shower yeah. theory, folks. Like you have to be exercising your brain or not exercising your brain rather to get it, leave some white space is what I'm getting at. A very long-winded way to say it. Leave some white it space is. in your life. It's also too, when those negative things happen, you do also have to know that the world's giving you feedback. And so the, what the feedback is, what is the positive thing you take from this, but also what is the lesson to be learned? Yeah. I mean, I, it took me until almost losing everything to realize, I mean, I was putting everything I had into my brand, into my show, into my future, but so much so that I realized, oh, wow, I was taking everything and put it all in this bucket. And at one point, like everything else breaks. And so I realized that I need to watch how I'm allocating some of this of what I'm doing, because I, yes, I've been building this great opportunity brand, but Hey, fucking almost lost everything. Like I had no money and everything. So it's like, what does the world give me for feedback on how I can make some tweaks, still do this area of focus, but make a few tweaks that don't put me in this position again. And so there are great lessons to learn when you're at the bottom and you need to like realize, okay, what do I not need to do again? So I don't cross that bridge and go here again. Yeah. I mean, I think there's that concept of like all in, right? There's all in, but there's also being a um, smart business person, right? And being strategic, being very strategic with your all in. So that to your point, you know, if the ship goes down, you didn't sink the entire fucking thing, right? Or you didn't sink yourself, right? You have some contingencies in place so that, you know, okay, well, this is my plan A through Z rather than plan A is it, you know, I, I'm a, I am a fan of burn the boat, burn burn the bridges, right? Yeah. I love that part of the book too. Yeah. Right. But burn the ship. Yeah. Burn the ship. Um, But be strategic. (laughs) about how you're burning it right exactly it's it's you got to be strategic i mean i'm all about being all in and i'm very committed when i do something but also you got to make sure i also get expert advice from people that have already been down the path i'm about to go down so it's like you need to get the insight don't just do it yourself 
ask other people that have been there before and and doesn't mean you're exactly going to take that information and go with it. Sometimes you might have to like wait because only you know what you need more than anybody else, but take that information, filter it and think, okay, which one do I want to go with or what part of it do I want to run with? Yeah. It's all data. You know, I just, data. I'm, I'm constantly looking at, and maybe it's because I have clients, right? So I'm constantly looking at all these different industries and all the different things out there. And I collect it as data points. That's like, that's how I look at it. And, and any data point, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, is still worthy <laughs> of collecting on some level. Right. Yeah. Um, any last kind of tidbits that you want to leave folks with? This is, this is chock full of stuff, but anything else that maybe you want to say to us? I w- yeah, I would say this. I mean, no matter what you're going through, even when you are on top of the mountain, there's there's going to be your lo- your ups and downs of life. As long as you just keep going, that's the biggest thing. It's yeah. having that po- positive mindset. And there's one thing that I, I've always said is whatever your mind conceives and believes, your mind achieves. And whatever you think about the most is what you become. Yeah. So what are you focusing your time and energy on? And even if you're in a, a shitty spot right now, don't focus your energy on that because that's not going to help you get out of that spot. You have to focus on where you're going and yeah. so that, just that little bit right there has really served me well as I went on this entrepreneur journey, because if you are going after something big, I'm here to tell you that you're going to have some punches that are going to hit yeah. you right in the face and knock you out. And you're going to have to be like, whoa, like, what do I got to do next? So be ready for them. You can acknowledge them, but how can you get up and go forward and use that to your advantage? Yeah, exactly. It's the rebound. It's all about the rebound, folks. Like it's a it's rebound. How you, yes. How you come back up with it and doing things like you've just said around your self-talk and building in the habits for success and all of that stuff is is, you know, the best way that I know how to get back up, right? Myself too. So well, tell people where they can find you because I know you have a great event, right? That you have in, you know, in yes. too. And I want them to know about that as well. Yeah. So everything we just talked about, the obstacles, the journey, the stories. I mean, I get an event that my wife and I do called Rise and Record. It's all about rising up and sharing your story and doing it specifically through video. Obviously, from my background doing shows, I've learned the power of telling the story through video and what I can do for you. So we have an event called Rise and Record. It's in Nashville, Tennessee, October 19th through the 21st. It's uh, I'm really excited for it. Got a great speaker lineup, a uh, great group of people. You can check it out at riseandrecord.com. But really, the purpose of this event, if you do want to go, Here's the thing. You're going to walk away with understanding how to communicate your story effectively, specifically through video. And also you're going to get to connect some powerful people along the way. It's really the event is what is encompassed everything I've done in my life and put into one thing that I can share with other people to help them. Nice. Nice. And where can they find you on social media, the webs, all that stuff? At Brandon T. Adams everywhere. Don't forget the T. Um, I am pretty easy to find. If, if somebody wanted to stalk me, they all they have to do is Google me and you can find everything you want about me. You can, you can note it. I've done it. You can. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today, Brandon. This was a fantastic conversation. Thank you for having me. From storytelling to overcoming adversity to selling ice folks, Brandon is fantastic. And I have to say, like, I just, I love the way that he really understands your ability to storytell, especially if you are a business owner. Hell, if you aren't a business owner, you know, your ability to connect with other human beings is very much rooted in your ability to, to tell the story and to really emotionally connect with somebody who's sitting across the table from you or on the other side of a screen. You know, all of those things are extremely relevant, but also what he had to say about, you know, understanding your definition of success 
that is huge, huge folks. The minute that you can with confidence say, this is my definition, that is when you really will take off. Like there's, there's no limit at that point, right? Because you can just evolve as you move through things. And I just, again, I want to reiterate, I understand that we missed the deadline for his incredible event, but please go track him down. He's got some amazing content that you definitely want to check out. And on our next episode, I am welcoming Ivan Pelomino to the show. Now, Ivan is a three-time founder. He is, right now, he's in the process of successfully scaling up his company, Bacern, which uses brain science to enable change in organizations, which is super interesting. He's been all over the world, born in Peru, raised in Switzerland. He's got an incredible story, and especially he was diagnosed with burnout, and he's going to talk about struggling with his mental health and how he overcame all of that, so you don't want to miss it. And if you love this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, download, follow, rate, and review. And you know, tell a friend, because who couldn't use a little more resilience in their life, right? See you later.